The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Yeah, we have to talk about the result because you have to talk about how the hell this goal um, stand up and it's incredible. I feel embarrassed, but I have to be the one now coming here to try to defend the club and please ask for help because it's an absolute disgrace that this goal is allowed. It's an absolute disgrace. Why? Because it's not a goal. For many reasons, it's not a goal. For more than one reason, at least, it's not a goal. And it's too much at stake here. We put so much effort. It's so difficult to compete at this level. And it's an absolute disgrace. Again, I feel embarrassed. I've been more than 20 years in this country. And this is nowhere near the level to describe this as the best league in the world. I am sorry. How makes it even worse? Even even worse, it makes it even worse. You just need to see one image, it's a fini. And you have any doubt, you look at the second one, and if this is a goal, okay, that's fine. They're saying they haven't got camera angles to prove one way or the other. I don't care, honestly, I don't care what they say. It's the outcome. It's too late. Whatever they say is too late. It's too late. Well, that's Mikel Arteta, particularly enraged by a VAR decision to allow a goal in the Arsenal game against Newcastle. Uh, a disgrace is how he described it. Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball, a disgrace? Uh, I don't know what I go as strongly as Mikel Arteta did there. I thought that, I don't know, after Klopp's comments, it feels like it's just opened the door a little bit for managers to have the opportunity to say whatever they want and call I know, for whatever th- th- they want. This was different too. There's a lot of Mickey Mouse kind of VAR decisions. But this one showed the ball had gone out and it, you know, you saw the video and there was a gap uh, of green grass between the white line and the ball, which was mm. over the line. And they said, well, I think something to do with maybe the geometry of the whole thing. And they didn't have all the angles that were required. But the ordinary bloke is looking at this on the telly, s- sees clean green grass between the white line and the ball and to any normal aegis it would be out but VAR no better yeah no I think that in the general standard of things it should have been officiated as you know it was out because I think that as you say there has to be some sort of room when it comes to these decisions for like not putting everything down to the tiniest tiniest fraction of a fraction of a whether it's on the line or whether it's off the line. But I do think that, like, the way Arteta treated it afterwards, you know, saying it's an embarrassment, it's a disgrace, I have to stick up for the club, people need to help the club. Like, it's such a motive over-the-top sort of language. And to me, it's unnecessary because also a lot of the... Like, in what he was saying, he was practically calling for a replay or something else to happen. Yeah, but if they're three points shy of Champions League football at the end of the season... I'm an Arsenal fan, look, I'd be devastated if we're three points shy at the end of the season and we've lost it by this but I do think somewhere as well there has to be some sort of uh, I don't know it was the way he described it was like it was a life or death situation and for me I was a little bit embarrassed listening to him but he was saying that there were, it wasn't just the ball over the line there were a number of infringements but sure Newcastle such- could argue that Havertz should have been sent off as well you know like there was it was a game with a lot of incidences and at the end of the day okay yeah we can talk about the VAR and again how it's being applied and uh, like I'm not denying there does need to be changes to it but at the end of the day Arsenal also weren't good enough and this is a great excuse for Arteta to rant and rave and like Arsenal releasing a statement about it as well it's a great opportunity to distract from the fact that 
this team has played really, really badly in the last two games. You know, especially since Saka has having a bit of a dip in form. He's still a really, really good player, but his slight dip in form, which is natural considering the amount yeah. of games he has played. But then played, the previous day, uh, Manchester United in the early game had a, a goal disallowed. Uh, on the basis of some interference by Harry Maguire, who wasn't involved in the actual goal at all, and nor was uh, the person that he allegedly interfered with. And that goal was disallowed, which, you know, would have given a lot more comfort to Ten Hag than depending on a late winner. Yeah, no, it definitely would have. Um, again, it's just it's consistency across these things. And I think that's really what we are missing with VAR and an opportunity for someone to go in there and say there has to be a little bit of, you know, you look at the way that, say, the TMO is applied in rugby and like very, very rarely do we have complaints about that because the majority of the time it is applied very well. But there's also like a strong sense that the referee on the pitch has a control of the game and they say, right, this is what I'm seeing. Am I right? Am I wrong? Do you have any complaints? And there's yeah. a, that good discourse there. And I know it's been said so many times before, mm-hmm. but I really do think VAR would benefit from that sort of communication between the referees because if and if you're showing it on the big screens like I know they did it in Australia where the referee during the World Cup had to announce the decision I don't think it made a massive difference at the time but I do think if you were seeing incidences on the screen and there was that clear discourse between the two referees Now could you imagine trying to have a discussion about the ball being (laughs) over the line I know there is I mean it's not going to happen English football culture as well probably doesn't really lend itself to an appropriate atmosphere for these things but you never know like we won't know until we try these things and VAR isn't working as it currently stands so we have to try something Now uh, the uh, late goal for Liverpool uh, to draw uh, level with Luton Luton thought they had a famous victory and would have been great for them if they had but the nature of the late goal from Diaz was something else because he lifted his shirt and in his on his undershirt it said Libertad para papa, mm. free my father. Yeah, so Luis Diaz's father was kidnapped um, a week ago now, I think. Uh, his mother was kidnapped as well, but she was really, well, the police managed to catch up with the kidnappers and secure her safety. So he hasn't played since that happened. Um, he was on the bench yesterday, obviously, came on and got that late winner. He released a statement afterwards, uh, kind of appealing again to the people who had kidnapped his father to release him and to return him safely. So awful circumstances for him to have to go out and I suppose some small comfort in getting the goal and being able to kind of, you know, put his message out there in terms of his father to a wider audience. But yeah, as you said, Luton thought they were going to have a famous victory. Jadosi Ogbené was very, very good. I would say Luton's best player, arguably best player on the pitch. He He was taken off uh, towards the end uh, and concerns that he might be injured. Do we know? uh, Nothing confirmed so far this morning. So it could have been just precautionary. But um, Mm. yeah, he had Trent Alexander's Alexander Arnold's number for most of that game so very impressive from him Now uh, in the women's game what's this bullying charge? Uh, the bullying charge from the women's Yeah, Manchester City manager Gareth oh, Taylor has sorry. accused Arsenal boss Jonas Edval of bullying yeah, yes, yes, yes. the fourth official with, in the Super League. With the women's game, there has been so many different accusations. Yeah, so uh, Jonas Edval was accused of bullying the fourth official on the sideline um, of the game between Arsenal and Manchester City yesterday. Now, it was confirmed after the game that there was no yellow cards, that, you know, there was nothing given from the referee or there was nothing said in the referee's report about it. Jose Adevel got very upset that Gareth Taylor had accused him because it's like it's a 
strong enough claim to be making about an opposition manager along the sidelines. Um, he, I can understand why Gareth Taylor was probably the unhappier of the two uh, managers going in at the end of that game. But I thought largely like it was pretty well refereed. There didn't seem to be anything, you know, outstanding. And uh, Adevel's sort of character who he'll kind of run up and down the sideline, but I've never really heard anything like this leveled against him before. So I think Gareth Taylor was just looking okay. for something. Uh, lots of GAA club action over the weekend. Yeah, lots of GAA club action in particular. Uh, big winners of the weekend were Curfin. Uh, they beat Mike Cullen 111 to 9 points to win the Galway Senior Football final uh, in the Munster Club quarterfinals. Bally Gunner beating Sarsfields two twenty to nine points. Um, you would think that Bally Gunner are probably on their way to win with Bally Hale out, and then you also had uh, Leinster quarterfinals as well. So Blessington losing to St Mary's of RD, and then you also had uh, St Lomans against. Hello. Uh, so St. Norman's okay. went in there. Um, finally, we should talk about the uh, Brazilian Grand Prix in Sao Paulo at the Interlagos track. Uh, the practice was called short on Friday evening because of incredible rain, torrential rain. Uh, but it was a fine day for the race itself. But extraordinary stuff. Leclerc uh, was actually out in the formation lap because his hydraulics went. Yeah, it was a very unusual weekend in general, as you say. When you look at the result, it's very easy to be like, oh, Verstappen won again. And they also had the incident as well towards the end of the race where some fans managed to get onto near the first um, first corner and the FIA are investigating that, which is interesting because Sao Paulo had just been granted a five-year extension to their right to host mm. Grand Prix. But now, obviously, that's a major safety concern if that's... Um, and the race uh, on the first lap, there was a major collision. Uh, a couple of drivers ruled out. Ricardo could have been decapitated by a tyre flying through the air. It missed his head, but it managed to take off uh, his rear wing. So had it hit him, yeah, he was a dead been, man. It would have been a very serious incident. So definitely a couple of things to look into after that. It seems to be that always spend our time talking about with F1 this season is the safety issues whether it's around tracks or cars rather than who's actually competing because Verstappen has just been so all-consuming. Kathleen McMee from Off the Ball thank you very much. A reminder now that our items are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the new stock app powered by Golad but still to come on the show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.